Yeah, we're looking at chapter 4 of Exodus, a rather strange incident uh, which occurred shortly after Moses uh, was commanded to set off from the place where he had been for 40 years or so, the land of Midian, where he'd been married to Zipporah, been looking after Jethro's flock for that period of time. Uh, and he, he sets out with his rod, which God had given him, by which he could convince Pharaoh that he was actually from God. Um, but this, this then happens in, in, let's just read the verses, it's verse 24 to 26. came to pass by the way in the inn that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go. Then she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. What a strange incident there in the life of Moses and Zipporah and his sons. He had two sons at least at that time. The firstborn son was Gershom. It looks as though both sons were with him, but it's only one son uh, seems to be mentioned in the context of this circumcision. Evidently, he was not circumcised. Gershom, that is. His firstborn son. Right, what we're going to do is, first of all, look at the context of this, and then try and focus back on those verses. Um, let's see then what had been happening. Verse 20 of this chapter. Moses took his wife, his sons, set them on an ass, and returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand, as we've mentioned. And in verse 22, this is what God says that Moses had to say to Pharaoh. Thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Oh, was another firstborn. It's Israel, the nation of Israel. And I say unto thee, Let my son firstborn, go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy firstborn, thy son, even thy firstborn, the firstborn of Pharaoh. There's another firstborn. There's quite a lot of firstborns mentioned here. Now, we want to go forward. We'll be coming back to those verses to try and understand what's going on there. But we want to go forward to uh, the incident of the Passover in the 12th chapter of Exodus. Because in this, Moses was on his way to Egypt and, and the conclusion of his period in Egypt would be the ten plagues and that last plague being the destruction of the firstborn of Pharaoh. And in fact, all the men and women who were living in Egypt were in danger of death, including the men of Israel, including the nation of God. They could avoid death couldn't they, by the Passover lamb and obeying the instructions which God gave them. And they had to kill the Passover lamb, which we won't go into detail because we know, we know those details, don't we? But it's just interesting to, to notice what had to happen to the blood of the Passover lamb. And you get it in, uh, in chapter 12, verse, uh, this is Exodus chapter 12 and verse 22. He shall take a bunch of hyssop dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood. Now that word strike is interesting. Um, it's actually the Hebrew norgar and it actually means to touch, to stroke. And I suppose that's what they did with this hyssop. They stroked the blood onto the, 
onto the lintel uh, uh, and the, the, the jams of the, of the door. That's what they had to do. And the angel of death would pass over them so that they would be preserved from death. Even though the firstborn of the Egyptians, who did not do this, were in danger of death. In fact, they said, you know, we'd be all dead men. That's what they said. And indeed they were. They were all dead men, as it were. They were not protected. So there was this protection. Now, it's interesting that in this uh, Exodus chapter 12, there is an insistence, not, not just on this condition of the Passover, but also of circumcision. So if we look a little bit later in the chapters, in verse 44, every man's servant that is brought for money, which thou hast circumcised him, then shall he eat thereof. The foreigner and hired servant shall not eat thereof. In one house shall it be eaten. Thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall ye break a bone thereof. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. And when a stranger sojourneth with thee, and will keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, and then let them come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land. For no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. So there's two conditions. You have to have the Passover lamb and the blood, on the door jams and the circumcision was insisted on as well what is circumcision what was the importance of circumcision well if we go back to Genesis uh, chapter 17 when circumcision was introduced um, it was introduced to Abraham as we know and it was a token of the covenant between God and Abraham now the word covenant is in the Hebrew it's berith and it means cutting it means a cutting off in fact in chapter 15 of, of Genesis God goes between these animals and so there's a cutting you cut a covenant so that a covenant has this essential idea of cutting and that was why uh, Abraham had to circumcise himself and also any of his um, descendants and in fact uh, it's a very strict requirement in verse 14 of chapter 17 the uncircumcised man-child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off. Cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. So circumcision was linked inextricably to the covenant of God. And it was instituted here by God to Abraham and to all his descendants. And it, and it was reinforced, wasn't it, in the incident of the Passover. Right, let's go back then to Exodus chapter uh, 4 and try and see how these ideas fit together and explain, hopefully, uh, a little bit about what was going on in this incident. Here we have Moses leading the children of Israel in a situation which required the covenant to be kept. And his own son was not circumcised as required by the law. So his own son was in danger. Now it's not clear in the wording here who the, who the he is that is in danger of death. Um, it, let's see, verse 24. It meets him in the inn. The Lord met him and sought to kill him. Who's the him? I think it's Gershom, the firstborn. In other words, Moses' firstborn was in danger. Moses was rather like the whole of Israel in this situation whose firstborns were in danger. Because if the angel of death passed through Egypt and there was not the appropriate protection, 
Passover blood and circumcision, then their first firstborns would be in, would be cut off. And here was Gershom. Here was Moses's firstborn in danger of being cut off. The Lord sought to kill him, like the angel of death, as it were, uh, on threatening the life of of Moses's firstborn son. And so Zipporah, who was a Midianitish woman, circumcised her son. Now, she, it may not have been to her taste. She wasn't an Israelite. She was a Midianitish woman. Maybe she'd resisted the circumcision in the first place. Don't know for certain. Uh, but she now saw the choice. The choice she had was between death or circumcision. And so she circumcises her son. But it's interesting to note the wording here. Um, because the foreskin of her son, and they cast it at his feet. Now that word cast, it's just the same word as strike, as the blood was stricken or, or daubed on the door lintel. It's, it's norgor, it's the same word. That's interesting, isn't it? That this blood that, that, that came from the circumcision of her son was linked in the same way and, and touched his leg as it were, as it went went down to his feet. And she says, surely, a, a bloody husband. Now, that, that, that that's in other translations, it's a bridegroom of blood. A bridegroom of blood art thou unto me. But Gershom's life was saved <coughs> by this act of circumcision that his mother carried out. Moses, in a sense, was rebuked in, in that he had not done it. He, it was really his responsibility, even if she had resisted it. Um, but then she realises, doesn't she, that she is linked to a man whose redemption and whose family is only achieved by blood. And that's why she says, uh, a, a bridegroom of blood you are to me. Because Moses and his family and his people were all saved only by blood, and it was the blood of the Passover lamb. As it were, looking forward to the blood of Christ. And it's interesting that Christ's own death, uh, Christ's crucifixion, was a, a sort of circumcision, and, and it was his blood that, that redeemed, just like the blood of the Passover lamb was a source of redemption to the people of Israel. I hope that's helpful. Um, it, it's, it doesn't answer quite all the questions, but it's uh, maybe goes some way to do so. <laughs>